If you work for a living, why do you kill yourself working? From the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest, you are listening to the Ernest Mann Show. I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Coming to you no matter where, what time, or what place you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful, but sometimes incredibly crazy world we all live in. Everybody, thank you for tuning in or for tuning in again. This is episode number 244 Lies and Deception. How do you know that I'm not a goddamn liar? Now, if there is one thing that most people hate, it's a liar for so many reasons. Wasting time, effort, energy, money, all that. Well, if there's one thing that I am absolutely not lying to you about right at this moment, is that uh, I am sick. I did not make my normal recording on Wednesday, and I apologize for that, but whatever um, got a hold of me has uh, gotten a hold of me pretty good, and so my my chest is, um, well, you probably can detect that I don't exactly sound as normal as I do, and that's the reason I've been coughing for four days and uh, got it coming out the front and I got problems coming out the rear. So anyway, I wanted to do the best that I could do. And so I am here. What is uh, left of me for this time? Um, I'm not even 50%, I figure. But regardless, as they say, the show must go on. So we'll try to tell you something interesting or thought provoking. Nothing earth shattering, because quite frankly, I just ain't got it in me. And um, like I said, I'm sorry about not having Wednesday's show, but I was even sicker then. So um, having said that, um, what I wanted to talk to you about for a moment was maybe trying to give you some calmness in your life, knowing that, um, there are, there really are out there, uh, people that, uh, don't have your best interest in heart, and we call them goddamn liars. Now, we all lie. I mean, on one level, you know, we may tell what 
what they call or refer to as little white lies that seem pretty harmless. We lie to not hurt other people. We lie to ourselves. We, well, I guess you could say we're, we're pretty fucking good at lying. But um, there are lies and then there are lies. There are lies that affect us in our individual lives, of course. And then there are lives that affect the broader community or hell, sometimes maybe even the whole world. And you see, those are what I refer to as the goddamn lives. Because those goddamn lives can... They can affect, well, the entire world, sometimes with absolutely <clears throat> shocking consequences. <clears throat> so, um, just wanted to let you know, if you'd please forgive me if I uncontrollably need to cough or hacked. Um, as I already explained what's going on, that may happen. So, at any rate... It all depends on what a person knows of what's coming down the pike as far as these two different, very divergent, um, let's say, elements that can happen from a story. Something, you know, something that occurs and it, it, it hits the media and then it, it just grows and it expands and, and, and it can, you know, it can start from maybe the smallest, most innocuous uh, thing out there. And, and it, it just becomes huge. Um, I'm sure, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about here. Now, some of these things, objectively speaking, can be seen as quite legitimate um, as far as their effect on, well, what's going to happen in the society, nation, country, or whatnot immediately around them. And in real terms, some of them don't really mean a damn. Or let's say what the real crime is, is let's say the one thing that doesn't mean a damn or that it shouldn't mean a damn um, is and is completely being artificially created. That's a tragedy in and of itself, you know. But I'm telling you all this because what I what I have found is when I hear, you know, something in the news, and it's, you know, regardless of whether or not that something is, uh, you know, U.S.-based or perhaps taking place somewhere in the world, the very first thing I want to do is try to break it all down. And I break it down into its you know, component parts, I say, okay, let's, let's, for instance, I'll say, let's follow the money trail. What, what could possibly be the uh, financial uh, motivation going on here? 
So you break down all these angles, and usually this is assuming, of course, that your mind isn't already biased. Um, you can get a clearer picture of what you're really dealing with. So, now, for instance, just saying, um, if you're a person that is watching and you're a big fan of MSNBC News, or conversely, let's say Fox News, you can get vastly different interpretations of something that's going on. And in reality, if we took a third opinion or a third rail, then you might find that the truth of whatever the hell is really going on is actually somewhere between both extreme positions. But in addition to that, the thing that I feel can be very hurtful and potentially much more destructive is when you understand that there are people that are absolutely deliberately manufacturing a given um, you know, point of view. And you see, that's that's the kind of thing as far as you know this being destructive. The kind of destructive shit that we have to deal with as a society that we need to be on guard against. And what I would what I would like to do right now <clears throat> what I'd like to do is give you a couple of examples of this and this of course is my this is my own uh, you know my own perceptions this is not any from university studies or um, no newspaper articles none of that I'm just I'm just you know, shooting from the hip, as they say, and and telling you like a CN, okay? So we have, in America, a couple of things that we are watching very closely. Um, of course, one of them is the, um, the war in Ukraine, the war that's been going on for... Um, Almost, uh, you know, it has been over a year, year and a half ish, something like that. Uh, Ukraine and Russia, and then the the latest boiling point of what's happening to uh, the people that live south of us, uh, the uh, people of Mexico, um, and some of whom are invading the country. And those are, um, these are two very, very hot-button issues. But I would just like to point out my take in how at least one of them is, is completely irrelevant as far as we in the U.S. are concerned. And let me just for a moment touch on the situation in Ukraine. How do you summarize something like this? Well, I guess you just 
say what I'm going to say. Um, as best as I can tell, both ideologically and behaviorally, Zelensky is not only a narcissist, but he's a fascist as well. He's, if you notice him as he basically wants to go around panhandling to absolutely anyone who will help his poor, teeny, tiny, little, besieged nation survive the endless onslaught of the mean old Russian empire. But meanwhile, never, absolutely never missing a photo op to show those huge biceps of his. It's the... It's the garb, the, the strange garb that he wears, like most of these people. Um, they all wear suits. You know, they're statesmen. He's supposed to be a fucking president of a country. But he looks like, you know, somebody straight out of a, 19, a bad 1980s um, movie of about Russian terrorists or something. But I can just picture him stopping intermittently for the camera and and pumping up his muscles like Arnold said to, to look, look at the bicep this is why I cannot stand Putin look at those arm muscles look at the development he, there's something really very strange and very odd about that man and as best as I can tell when you put together the fact that he is a narcissist, a, a, a narciss, narcissist, if I could speak, he's a narcissist and definitely a fascist, and uh, he succeeded in intoxicating the world with his particular narrative of what's taken place. And, you know, it does take two to tango, and... Um, you know, Putin is, Putin's a bit of a narcissist himself, and I don't think it would be much of a stress to go, stretch to call him uh, an authoritarian. So you get these guys button heads here, and then what happens is one of the worst things that can happen in nations uh, that's really stupid it becomes basically a dick-waving contest. And these people who are costing God only knows how much money and how many, countless, how many human lives, well, not countless, but the point is the travesty of a hell of a lot of people needlessly dying on both sides of this idiotic fucking conflict, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so... Uh, it, they obviously, you know, they, 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 they get on each other's nerves, and one thing led to another. But what I'm saying is, is while these two men are, you know, having their dick-waving contest going on and hurling missiles and all this at each other. You know, thousands of people and thousands of innocent people, military, all this shit 
for no, no real reason. I'm saying, you know, no real fucking reason. All of this ultimately really is pointless. It's, it's just pointless. So, you know, that in turn, this makes the whole thing bullshit. And so, for you to say, for anyone to say um, in good conscience, well, you're supporting this or you're supporting that, either, either one of them, it, it seems pretty disingenuous as far as I'm concerned, because how do you how do you really support either one of these clowns? Because essentially, you know, that that's what it is. You're supporting clowns. So I'm not buying it for not for a moment, but it is taking up. Um, it's taking up U.S. resources, time, attention, but it's the money. But it's spending money, wasting money. It's being used as a political football here. And, and on top of it, I said people are needlessly dying and getting hurt and maimed for nothing. And for that reason alone, um, you know... That's one thing you can tell about as far as its quote-unquote importance is concerned. You're being lied to. It's complete bullshit. You know, as far as I can tell, and I, and I really, if you think about this, I think Zelensky should have been out on his narcissistic, fascistic ass a long time ago. Okay, and so for that reason alone, you're being you're being bullshitted. Now, if I turn it on around here a little bit, because we have we have a situation here with basically um, the country, and and you know. I'm I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say it like I feel is and this country's being invaded from the south from Mexico and um, that's quite simply what it is call it what it is and then there's this whole thing with the latest barrier these floating barrel things supposed to be a barrier and then the Department of Justice getting involved with Governor Abbott. And what the deal is, though, it's just like, let's break this down to its core elements. Okay? All right. <clears throat> These people are escaping something that basically they don't want because, I mean, hell, if you look at, if you look at the life... Um, if you, you know, make pretty good money, if you look at the life you can have in America compared to the life you can have in Mexico, um, yeah, I can certainly understand. And if you live there, you'd understand in pretty short order, um, that, um, there's a really, a really good reason why, for instance, as an example, it's nice to live in a country that actually has laws. <laughs> 
and it's not corrupt to the core. Whereas in Mexico, it's largely corrupt to the core. I mean, it won, for one little news press article that the president of New Mexico, and I guess he I guess, you know, to look good, to save face, he has to say something about Governor Abbott in Texas, you know. He has to he has to show a pair, you know, and say something that sounds like he has a pair um, to throw shit at Abbott. And he said, you know, he thought that Abbott was being, quote-unquote, irresponsible. That was a couple weeks ago, what have you. And I understand the politics. I understand that. So, yeah, okay. But the thing is, and the fact is, you see, even if you have a lot of money and you figure you have a lot of money and there's no doubt in their areas of Mexico, I'm not, you know, say I'm not including Mexico City, but I mean, in the country, there are places there that are absolutely drop-dead beautiful. And so, yeah, if you have the money, you have the promise that you could go and live there. So, duh, who the hell wouldn't want to go and live there? But there's a catch. Because that is the point. Everybody knows that. All the Mexicans know that. <clears throat> it's like the it's like the old, old Leonard Cohen song. It's everybody knows. And I absolutely love Leonard Cohen, but actually, if you ever get a chance, check it out. The song was redone brilliantly back in the 80s by a band many people never heard of called Concrete Blonde. And they did a brilliant um, version of that song, actually. In my opinion, probably even better than the original. One of those few times that a song was done perhaps better than the original. But this is not about that song. It was just to make the point of that song. It's something which is common knowledge and everybody knows. You see, because the thing is, if you make the choice to go and live that kind of life um, in those kind of places, well, they have those places. They don't have a lot of them. They're not never-ending you know, we're talking about people basically want, they want their own paradise. I get it. Every, you know, everybody, everybody would want that. But guess what? The people who live there who are natives and more than likely are drug dealers and members of the cartel, because just because you think a very few of those were taken out, uh-uh. They run the fucking show. They primarily still run the show. So they're still into getting their, their, um, what's the word? Um, safety payments or protection money. That's what we call it. It's a shakedown. So let's say if you're a white gringo 
and you made a whole bunch of money in the States and you want to go and live in one of these exclusive, beautiful places, well, you could do that and you could get some property. You can do all those things. But, you know, like a green grocer every month, sooner or later, an arrangement's going to be made and um, he's going to be paying for his protection because if he doesn't, well, bad things will happen to him, you see. Now, when you look at the difference between that and, say, in America, where you can still be, you can be a corporate criminal, you can be a Jeff Brazos or Elon Musk, you know, or, you know, some sort of other absolutely, insanely, obscenely rich, megalomaniac, narcissistic asshole um, but they don't have to pay protection money. They've got every tax shelter already worked out for them, so they don't have to worry about that. So that's the real desired happiness place because we have uh, <clears throat> we we don't quite have the mob here, and you don't quite yet to keep from getting whacked. Um, you know, have to pay per protection money every month so they know that and they like that so they want to come here and then for the regular work zombies that are trudging through the Rio Grande all they know is they want a better life you see um, that's just like the story of Typhoid Mary Typhoid Mary who carried typhoid she just wanted a job as a uh, in victorian america she wanted um, you know to be the the cook and and uh, do that which was that was common at the time um not wanting to believe <clears throat> that she actually carried a disease that with in short order, no man, you know, she went from employer to employer until everybody in the house started dropping dead, and then she'd have to pick up and move to the next one. So yeah, you know, once once they finally uh, caught her and captured her, she uh, lived in uh, isolation on a state hospital, quite literally, till the day she died. So, because it had to deal with the technology of the time. But yeah, I have no doubt that they're sincere and they say, well, they just want a better life. But you see, the problem with that is you can't imagine for a second that all of the things that have been the downfall of your home country, I mean, all of it, if you look at the total picture, it's, it's sort of like carrying typhoid. The same attitudes, the same perniciousness that you carry, you carry the disease with you. And although this may not be literally a disease like typhoid, it's a disease of, it's basically a disease of culture. And wherever they roam, everything becomes... Um, a slum. It does. Yes, it does. 
And so people are getting fed up with the slumness and they're, they don't want to fix their own things and they don't want to confront the main primary issue. One of the really major problems is their corruption. And um, that's what I'm talking about as far as understanding the difference between when something is, you know, relatively distant and not nearly as unchangeable, um, unfixable um, as, say, the, the war in Ukraine, whereas the situation involving the um, the immigrant, the illegals and, you know, the invaders, um, that's probably a hundred times worse. That That is something that the the potential for uh, the catastrophe what will happen to America is a hundred times worse. So when the news media is trying to to put this whole endless you know this urgency and just it, they've pounded I don't know about with with you but I would think that you know twenty four hours coverage of every missile and every movement and the russians did this and ukraine army did that but i mean it's like every time basically Zelensky, you know takes a piss or farts you know about it but when you look at the overall picture for us and, and how it could be taken care of all this could be taken care of and then you balance that against the other huge news problem situation in America, namely what I've been talking about with um, the invasion from the South. They're they're not they're not even remotely in the same league as far as one being truth, one being truly relevant and serious with very, very serious complications, at least for us in America, and uh, one that is, you know, bullshit. And so, how do you know, when, I, when I'm telling you this, because certainly, you know, I mean, the question that needs to be asked is, how do you know I am not a goddamn liar, you know? How do you know? Well, because unlike what's been been predigested and put forth, like the whole situation with Ukraine and this whole situation with Mexico, okay, the, the way you know the difference is that I am not giving you a a, a completely um, unoriginal, you know, a tripe of a narrative which has just been going and established since day one. I'm giving you a third rail. And this third rail, in my opinion, is actually much closer to the truth. But as you know, the modern media has, in reality... Um, it has zero interest in truth. 
it does what it is told as far as the narrative is concerned and it also does what is most profitable and that is it as for me i'm not getting shit i haven't even gotten so far i quite literally i haven't even gotten a shit biscuit for this sure would like it if you would throw me a little shit biscuit every now and then but i haven't i have no financial uh, dog in this fight so to speak i'm just trying to tell you what i feel is really going on now if you'll excuse me i am going to run with all sincerity to the bathroom take care Why should you listen to The Earnest Man Show? Because instead of hearing such servile, cowardly, and ballless reporting from corporate news sources delivering news such as, I believe Senator so-and-so that you might be telling an untruth. Mm. You want to hear what really needs to be said, such as, Senator Asshole is a paid corporate shill, and if there is still any real law left in this country, and if the judge is in a good mood, he should minimally be tarred and feathered with a subsequent 10-year sentence of hard labor with no possibility of parole for stealing taxpayer money. This is why you should listen because it clearly demonstrates your ability to see through such mass corporate bullshit due to your greater perception and intelligence. That's why you should listen to The Earnest Man Show.